What does it mean to live together? On this land? In, in this, this place? place? Burnt Thicket Theatre presents We, we Treaty, Treaty People. People. Audio dramas exploring what it means to embrace all our relations. Welcome back for our conversation with the artists from last episode, Coffee Talk. My name is Yvette Nolan, and I'm the production dramaturge for We Treaty People. My name is Stephen Walchmitt. I'm the artistic director of Burnt Thicket Theatre. Part of my personal journey in recent years has been about learning to see the history of Canada from Indigenous perspectives and unlearning cultural assumptions and practices I've received in my Eurocentric heritage. Of course, this learning and unlearning are ongoing. As a company, Burnt Thicket is seeking to respond to the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's call to action number 83, to support good ways for Indigenous and non-Indigenous artists to collaborate in making theatre that contributes to reconciliation in these lands called Canada. In our live shows after Curtain Call, we encourage audiences and artists to engage with each other, with the story, and with their real lives outside the theatre. Given that these are digital performances, we hope this conversation with the artists will expand your reflection about the play. We'd like to invite you to learn more. Check out the resources and suggestions in the episode description and our website. We encourage you to talk about the play with your friends, to chat with us on Facebook, or in our virtual talkbacks on Zoom. Or by leaving a response on our website. We want to hear what you think. And now, recorded on Treaty 6 territory, we bring you a conversation with the artists from Coffee Talk. Um, first of all, I want to just welcome everybody here for our uh, artists' interview, talkback conversation with the creative team from Coffee Talk by Marcel Petit. So first, we'll just go around and just say who you are and kind of what your role was or kind of what you did on this, and I can say I'm Stephen Walchman, and I got to be stage manager for this one. I am Shan LeMay, and I played Donna. Dominga Robinson, and I played Amanda. Jennifer Don Bishop, and I was the director. Cam Miller, and I was the server. Hi, uh, my name is Marcel Petit. I am the writer of Coffee Talk. Tim Bratton here, and again doing recording and sound design. Cool. Well, thanks for being willing to, to chat. This is sort of like an extension of some of the some of the check-ins and just conversation about what the script evokes for, for us in, in rehearsals. The first question I want to ask is, uh, is there anything in the script that really surprised you when you first read it or when we first read it together? Maybe there's an image or a line, something that, that sticks out and just kind of like resonates with you. When I read the script, it was something that was familiar to me because Indigenous people often have these conversations, these really deep conversations, and they're also steeped with humor. So I liked that there were lines, like the line I thought it was just about the big ugly glasses and how it was kind of a funny anecdote in it. I think that that 
really resonated with me because it is funny there when we have these conversations there's definitely things in there where we laugh and we're serious and it's emotional and for me it was just nice to see that there was well nice to read that there was a script written and other people are going to be able to take part in these conversations they're going to be able to hear what we already talk about because we don't often have the platform to be heard and to have these stories heard and have these things mentioned like foster care and and Mm. indigenous populations in jail and incarceration and things like that. So for me, I really enjoyed that part of the script. That It was just a conversation that other people can now be a part of. Mm. Thanks. One of the things that stuck with me, I think that I hadn't really thought about, because yeah, Cheyenne is correct. I've had these conversations, thought about treaty a lot. And um, it was a little bit... um, for me, a bit outside of what I normally would have thought about treaties, because I really do think the treaties are important. So um, it was something that, a perspective that I hadn't really thought about and embraced very much. But um, the part that really stuck with me was the part where it talked about how it was a divide and conquer tactic. I hadn't really thought about how the lines were drawn and how even within my own family and my own community, how Nakota people are in Treaty 4, but they're also in Treaty 6. And then you have a big U.S.-Canada border dividing us as well. Mm. And so all of these fictitious lines that were drawn that really did divide our families up and our communities up. And it was intentional. It wasn't by accident that, you know, there's a mos- the Mosquito Reserve up here is way far away from CTK down south and mm-hmm. Pheasant Rump is even, you know, further south. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't want us to work together. Um, as communities, as as groups like that. So that was one of the parts for this script that really stuck with me and is still sticking with me when I think about treaties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for me, like like I said, we like in my family, we have these conversations. Like my older sister just finished her master's. My aunt just finished her master's. These are conversations that arise when we get together. It's kind of like, you know, this topic that I'm studying here, this topic that I'm listening to about this. And we, we get together and we have these conversations. And when I think about it, it's much like what Dominga said. We don't talk about how much we were divided and how much that was a colonial tactic. And that's, it's something that we are talking about now. And I just, I really like that more people are going to be able to hear it and see that perspective and, and gain that perspective on there was a time where we worked together. There's a time where we weren't divided. There's so many moments in this script that, you know, was very, it, it's very much a very clever, but also insightful, also full of like hurt, past, pain, present. But like, what's such a strong thing is that even though this is like a topic that's so, so deep and can really bring up a lot of emotions that, you know, that we can talk about these things in a place as open as like a coffee shop. Whereas before, like we couldn't really talk about what we went through. We'd have to go meet in the, 
basement of a church somewhere. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that they don't have to feel shunned for talking about what they feel, you know, and that they're just being friends, talking about the things that's going on, and just also a conversations of reflection because I associate, yeah, a lot with, like, both sides of these uh, characters. And I get a lot of visualization, especially when we talk about these monuments or statues immediately like i i laughed and got mad because i i am also one of those ones that like why is this statue here i'm making fun of it it makes no sense other than it's like look at uh my beautiful land oh that's awesome i'm gonna take it from you but i like the difference in perspective how one of them is all about like no this is political this was a tactic this was da 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 and the other one's like it was kind of weird that that all happened. Like almost, almost just adding in like points of just like, if I wasn't a teacher, if I wasn't this, if I wasn't this, I wouldn't be able to, and give you any answers. So like, I really like the difference that there is about how one of them's all political. This was a tactic. This was just to like destroy us basically and like turn indigenous people into like the stereotypical like Christian white person if you want to say that Mm -hmm. that's in air quotes by the way Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then like the other perspective is all like I'm I I don't know how I'm supposed to almost I don't at least what I got from it was like I almost can't express what this has done to my family what this has done to my ancestors what this has done to me and then like I'm a teacher I'm all can't give my students or um, the people around me an answer that they will accept because I myself haven't gotten there yet to a point where I understand it. And I think it's kind of like moving and like super powerful because it is like a conversation that many, many Indigenous people have had or are going to have in the future, especially um as the next generation comes and the generations after that and after that um when like if we do lose that language that culture because we're not being taught that in schools or um it's really you have to take it out on your own like i want to learn about this so then i have to go out to like meet different elders or to go to powwows and like things that that bring indigenous people together to try and keep what little culture and what little we have left in this community. And I think that this is going to add on to that because it's going to show people that it's okay to have these questions. Mm. It's okay to have these long, it's not really that long, but kind of long, like emotional, almost aggressive talks about like how, what are we doing right now? What is, what does treaty mean to you and you specifically? Not what it means to your sister, your brother, your auntie, your best friend, whatever. What does it mean to you? That's like kind of what stuck to me is like, it, while I was doing this, I'm like, I'm a little bit younger than everyone else here. So like, it's giving me the chance to be like, I haven't even thought about this. Mm-hmm. So like, it's letting me reflect on it and then listening to like, yeah, they're characters, but they still have very good points on, yeah, it was a political tactic. It was like they just tried to separate us because it's, it's easier to take over something that's 
isolated by itself. Mm-hmm. It's harder if they would have put us all in one spot because then there would have been hundreds of thousands of people that they would have tried to take over once. And that might not have ended as well as they wanted to. So they split us up into different treaties, into different zones, and then made sure that we had no connection to each other. And then over the years, when residential schools showed up and all the other things that one after the other slowly made this amazing flower of indigenous people slowly wither away because we stopped teaching those to the generations and schools we only talk about it around september 30th around like orange shirt day the one of the only days that we say hey let's take a 20 20 minutes to watch this video about a survivor or whatever instead of talking like giving us like a unit or something about why this happened not just this happened let's move on, but why it happened, how we can prevent it, and how we bring back that amount of culture, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense, yeah. It's well said, Cam, thanks. Unfortunately, we don't have Marcel Petit, the playwright, here in the room with us because some things happened. And we're, we're going we're gonna to hear from Marcel after the fact. And here we are after the fact uh, with Marcel Petit. The big question, and then I'll, I have a couple follow-ups, is, is just the question of, like, how would you talk about, <laughs> after you, you said yes to, to, to writing this, what then was the inspiration? What kind of drove you in the direction that you, you went with this script? I know, I know when, he, when he first got a hold of me, I think I, I was hoping he wouldn't call me back. <laughs> and because I didn't say yes right away, I thought maybe... It was kind of almost, it was almost probably a self-sabotage too, of going, I, I'm not good enough. I, I shouldn't, why, why should I do it too kind of thing? So my own stuff, right? Yeah. But um, when he, when he did call back, I still didn't, I did, I still didn't, I didn't have any idea of what I was going to write about. I, I know the word reconciliation and, and I kind of, and I, but I all, and the, I think the other big thing is that I also didn't want to write a, a squeaky clean, clean play, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go, hey, look, hey, we're all happy people. Let's hold hands in Gumbaya. Everything's mm-hmm. perfect, right? Um, and um, so when I finally, I remember saying yes to him. To, and, to Stephen, and, yeah. To Stephen, saying yes to Stephen and going, and getting off the, I think it was an email or, or by phone, getting off the phone with him. And I went going, damn it, I said yes. Now I've got to write something. Now, damn it, now what yeah. am I going to write? Yeah. So now is going to try to figure out going, what do I want to write? Yeah. And what does it what does it sound like? Because I, I have a feeling when it comes to, especially with, and this is just my thinking and my my um how I think is that when we as writers, and I'm not going to say I'm in that um that when we write something heavy like this, I didn't want to come off also like I know it all, right? Mm. And there's yeah. some writers that do that, right? Like, I know everything. And here I'm mm-hmm. going to write about this. And I'm going to preach to you. And I'm going to preach to you. Yeah. Because I have the word, right? And and I didn't want to preach to people either, right? Is that yeah. um, I know people have been, I, 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 let's say people, and, and I know I, my age and, and your age too, we've, yeah. we didn't, we didn't start learning about really treaty until we were older, right? Totally. And reconciliation yeah. and, and the word genocide and residential schools. 
um, is that, and then younger, and the younger crowd probably started learning about it more than better than we did when we were in school. And so yeah. I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to overburden everything, overburden it with putting all that in. So as, as I was sitting there trying to figure out what I was going to write, I started writing down ideas, da, 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 started writing ideas down. And then I started having coffee with a few friends and started talking about it. Going, Dad, I said, I said yes to Brent Ticket Theater, and I don't know what to write about. Sat with Curtis for a little while, and um, and talked to him about it too. And I'm and he didn't help me. I think I was hoping in some cases Curtis would give me an idea, and I go, Oh, sure. there it is, right? He's full and of like, ideas. <laughs> yeah, like you go to your mom and you, you make sure your mom gives you the the okay to do stuff. And yeah, and so but. And there was until one day that I was sitting with a friend of mine at um, a coffee shop in town and we started talking and, um, and I, and I, and I told her about this, this play that I was writing and we started, she, we both started talking. So I took bits from that mm-hmm. and then added some stuff and then, and added information that I knew. Mm-hmm. And then from other conversations I had with people, even to the point with the, the, the server, I, I actually phoned a friend of mine who who was who's non-Aboriginal, and on the phone I said, "Right now, tell me what to, what does treaty mean to you, and then right. what does reconciliation mean to you?" Yeah. And they gave me the answers. They went, "Oh my God, what? I don't know." Yeah. And and they gave me the answers, and I said, "Thank you." They said, "What are you doing?" I'm just going. I'm using you for a play. <laughs> I hung up on him. Yeah. And um, phoned him back later. But. But that was it. I, I wanted to be truthful and honest, but I also wanted to be honest from my point of view, right? Yeah. I, I needed to be honest because I'm going, I don't know what it means to me. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I know it's affected me throughout my whole 54 years. Yeah. And, but, but in some sense, I didn't know anything about it until I was older in my late 20s. And even yeah. that, I, it didn't, it didn't really, I didn't know I didn't know what it meant to be Métis or or mm. or or, in, or anything, and and so growing up, it was a it was a huge it was a huge turning stone because I thought what what it meant to be let's say in Saskatoon, what it meant to be to be Indigenous and Métis that I was only allowed to be in Riversdale in the core neighborhood. Mm. That was my idea. Mm. This is my life. This is my world. My sisters my sisters work on the streets. My nephew cousins and everything work at the berry and sell drugs mm. and this is my life mm. so that's what i thought meant what treaty meant right because i didn't see any other point of what a treaty meant right yeah and um and so so it was stuff like that so when i started writing it i just i really just needed to be honest it 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 needed to be straightforward i didn't want to overburden people with too much preachiness but I wanted to really, my biggest thing is just the honesty of it. Not that any everybody else wasn't honest who wrote yeah. for this project. But I know when Stephen called me after and I gave him the first draft, he said, he, he went, wow. He said, you're the only one who, who went this way. And I said, good. I said, yeah. I, I said, I kind of expected that. Sure. Because I said, and I said, because I think I always seem to go that way. And but I said, but I said I'm glad, and I and I and I tightened it up and tightened it up. And when I and I'll be honest with you, when I listened to it the other day, and amazing work on it too, by the way. Well, thank you. Uh, it was it was beautiful. The sound, I love the sound. The sound was nice in it, and and it was expected. It was exactly everything I expected. Cool. Um, but 
it it was beautiful. It 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 made sense. It it sounded amazing. The the characters were there, um, and it and it was really honest. It was I really just wanted two people having coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the those are the greatest conversations yeah. that you can have with somebody, and 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 especially with two friends, right? Yeah, two friends are really honest with each other, and they'll sit there and just blah it out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of it, it's like nothing happened. Hey, gotta go. See ya. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it certainly has that. It's not exactly verbatim theater, but it has that documentary sort of feel, that mm-hmm. conversation. So you yeah. definitely got that. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it's great the way that you you kind of took took the the, the namesake of the series and you you kind of de- deconstructed it again. You pulled it apart. Yeah. Which you've already gotten into. Yeah. Um. And I don't know if you want to say any more about that and kind of where. I think that, that was my biggest, I think that was my biggest thing with it too, is like what, what you just said too, is that I knew that in, in my brain, I wanted to, because, because we throw around that word treaty and reconciliation right. so much in the past four or five years, right. And, totally. and is that it's just become a word, right. Yep. That I really wanted to, I think in this, in this play, it wasn't a shock value. It wasn't an, it wasn't anything more than that than just here it is, right? And yeah. so you got to remember that it's it's we there's a lot of work we still need to do on both yeah. sides, right? Yeah. And and that word it's and it's and it's like that word reconciliation is that that word always kind of confuses me is that because that word in, in the dictionary is two people who've got mad at each other are now reconciling, right? Yeah. I said, well, my mom never ever did anything. She went to residential school when she was four years old. So yeah. why does she have to forgive you? Right. right. And 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 on the other hand, too, is that a person who's now in their 20s and 15, 16 years old, why do they why do they have to say sorry to my mom? Right. Mm-hmm. And and so it's that there's it's I think that word reconciliation is such a strange word because. I think the people that were working in residential schools and knew about residential schools and knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. You should have to say something. You saw it and you kind of turned the blind eye, right? A lot of communities that were around those residential schools turned the blind eye because they just said, this is it. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think that was with me with treaty is that it just gets thrown around where it's like, you look, you look now in, in, in what Scott Moe did yesterday with the, uh, the Saskatchewan act. Right. Yeah. Doesn't talk about indigenous people anywhere in there. Yeah. It's our, it's our renewable mineral. It's our minerals. It's our land, right? Yeah. I'm glad. So there you go. It just it just shows you that we we have a lot to work in, and and um, and and I think that's what I want to do is I want to kind of kick it in the ass. And and I'm going I'm going to kick it in the ass, and if if if, if Stephen doesn't like it or nobody likes <laughs> it, well at least at least I tried, right? And, yeah. and And let's see what I can do. Yeah. But- I think it's worth saying, Marcel, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. you kick it in the ass because you care about it, mm-hmm. not because you don't care. Exactly. And exactly. and you hint and you hint at that. Yeah. And I don't want to push you to the easy kumbaya moment. No, no. But but I am curious because you do you do have one of your characters saying there, it, I want it to mean something or it should yeah. mean something. That I'm was... curious if you'd go there for a bit and go, well, what do you want it to mean how and yeah. not that you can give us a roadmap but but oh, no. what would what would it look like for you and that was a big thing for the ending too is that when i when i was getting to the ending 
I'm going, God, I don't want it. I don't want it just to be like, go up, up, up and make it seem like yep. it's anger, 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 because it's not an angry play, right? It's mm -hmm. not an angry writing. It's an honest writing. Yeah. If you get angry about it, then you should check that, right? right. If, if, it, if it stirs something in you, good. Learn, right. learn what's stirring in you. Yeah. So when I got to the ending, I'm going, I wanted to, I didn't want to be too kumbaya. Yeah. And I didn't want to be, let's all hold hands now. But I do realize that it does affect us. And, yeah. and, and, I, and, I, and I know that treaties affect all of us from the land, the water, to the air, to, to the roads, to everything, to yeah. family. Yeah. And, and, I, and I had to put that in because I'm going, and I do want to believe that we're all going to learn to be with each other, right? And, and, and I know that racism is not going to stop tomorrow and, and social media has kind of overtaken that is that it's that we, again, it's about we trying to work together again, right? Yeah. And stop that. And, and we're, we're all doing it. And whether you're Indigenous or non-Indigenous, I see people coming together yeah. um, and, and stopping the, the, the racism and the, the supremacy that's happening and even the misogyny and the bigotry. Sure. Um, but but it's it's I think that ending was really because I didn't want both my characters to walk away going because that's heavy that was a heavy conversation yeah but I really wanted them them to understand and I and I was hoping the one character that said it that what the other character heard it someplace in their spirit going yeah it does affect me yeah. when I walk down the street trees affect me Right. Is that I think one of my very first first times I was trying to do the ending, I think one of the comments I said said was that, yeah, the treaties do affect me because when I walk through shoppers, I get followed. That's part of the treaties. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and I and I and I'm going, yeah. And that was me trying to be cheeky. Right. Sure. Let's be cheeky, Marcel, because of this. If you read that two two or three people have phoned me and said, I hear Marcel in this whole thing. <laughs> I'm going great. Yeah. <laughs> but the cheekiness and the sarcasm and stuff like that. And, yeah. and um, but it, I think that those lines at the end going that it does affect us, I really just wanted to make sure that I think even for myself, <coughs> excuse me, is that I wanted to make sure I remember that it affects, it affects all of us, right? Mm -hmm. From the beginning of my birth till now. Mm -hmm. It touches us in some way, even though we don't think it does. We can go yeah. throughout our whole lives thinking treaties don't affect us. Yeah. But it does. It affects every one of us in Saskatoon in some form or matter, right? We just have to look at it and and start seeing, oh, there it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Cool. Well, that that's great. Awesome. Thanks, Marcel. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And when I first read the script, I couldn't help but hear Marcel somehow in this, the, the oh, very yeah. first Are question, you... like, oh, like yeah. this friend asked me, what do I think about, what does it mean to be treaty people? And I was like, what a weird question. I might be that person who asked him that question. We'll see what he says. In the... <laughs> but, but um, you know, there, I, I feel like I have this like tension between like, like, anger and and uh and bitterness about like the current situation and and what has been done to indigenous people and then i like vacillate between that and, and this hopeful like but but things are really things are really changing right 
aren't they? You know, um, that like hopefulness that we yeah. hope that things will get better. And the the line about uh, you know th- this we are all treaty peoples something for for white white people to help them deal with their fragility or whatever. And I'm like, please help that not be me. But 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 it's it, it's it, it's a good it's like it's a helpful yeah. challenge just to like to name that because yeah. What do I think, and 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 why do I want to say that we are all treaty people? Um, it's because of that hopeful side, but but at, at the same time, the the brokenness is not uh, it's not washed away by this this phrase or this aspiration. But but I, I also really resonate with the the longing that both both Don and Amanda express of like I want it to mean more. I, I want it to mean something. It's like there is a hopefulness in it, but we were rehearsing this like the week before and the week mm-hmm. after September thirtieth, and I, yeah, the the felt like the 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 whole script was just like echoing in my in my consciousness at the um, the walk for reconciliation here in Saskatoon, just like oh let let this let this be. Let this speak to the longing and to the, the hope and not not to something pat or, um, mm. I don't know, just he- hearing different government leaders and um, folks that day. But, like, mm-hmm. The only thing I'd add to that is like mm-hmm. it's, it's really interesting to hear what's been said here about this is the kind of conversation, the script represents the kind of conversation that has been common among indigenous people, but it is not a conversation that has been heard by the rest of Canada, very, very often, if at all. So that what Marcel has given us through this script is a, is a gift of an honesty that people, well, here it is. You can, you can, you can listen in on the, in the coffee shop now with us mm-hmm. through this. And even if that's a hard honesty to hear, it's, mm-hmm. it's good to be able to, to listen. I, I would hope. And I feel like, yeah. you know, like things like this, is certainly it is hopeful steps it is your response to putting like we put out the calls to action and individual organizations whoever it may be could either go back and do that like okay i'm i'm gonna be there and i'm this this is what i'm here's my steps that i'm doing so putting on something like this, you know, you certainly heard that call to action and, mm. you know, you're doing, yeah, I do recognize when people are still learning, uh, some, and they just, they respond to it in the way that makes sense to them or just trying to be better humans is what I think Marcel, if you were here, just like being better humans, yeah. being good to each other, mm-hmm. loving each other better. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I think something that this play brings out in not only the listeners, but also the um, two actors that play these two roles is um, you can hear a lot of there's no real sense of like, I guess, belonging. It's like there's no, yes, you have, you are either part of Treaty 6 for whatever, wherever you are originated from and you have your, your home. But because we've all been separated and because we've all been isolated in our own communities, we don't have that, like, that sense of belonging in um, being outside of home. Other than, like, if you go back to whatever 
reserve territory treaty that you're from, then you have you feel like you're back at home. But when you're away from that, and that's like kind of with everything, even when you leave your house, you feel away from home. But like that sense of belonging, feel, feeling like you're okay with who you are, no matter where you are. And this, I, I hope that this um, radio play will give people that like, I'm not the only one who mm. feels that like isolation mm. when they're not with their reserve treaty family that they're with. And I know that for me, that is, it's something that has given me that is that like knowing that I'm not the only one who's questioned whether this is like something we should or shouldn't be talking about, whether it's appropriate to talk about these kind of things. And like, we're in a coffee shop. It's like the, in my opinion, it's like one of the weirdest places you could be having a deep conversation, Mm. but it also reminds us that like, you can have these kind of conversations anywhere on your couch in a coffee shop, on a park bench, and these d- doesn't have to be specifically to indigenous people. It could be a indigenous pe- an indigenous person, and maybe like someone of um, European ancestry who might have a very different view on it because they're not they haven't lived it. They haven't. Well, I shouldn't say they haven't lived it, but they haven't like they don't have the generational trauma as we would say from residential schools being teared from our uh, culture and our ancestors. So seeing those two different conversations and personalities and perspectives come together and have one conversation would be really nice. And I hope that's what this um, radio play gives people is that sense of we can have these conversations. Yeah, they're going to hurt. Yeah, they're going to bring out a lot of emotion that you might not even know was there. And... I think that's a good thing to explore those emotions and know that it's okay to have, it's okay to, f- even if like, yeah, it's not your fault or, but it might've been like, I don't know, your great, great grandfather of twice removed was like a father at one of the residential schools. Let's say like the, the chances, but whatever, let's say that. But, and you might feel like that guilt of, my family did this to people. Mm. And just knowing that, yes, but it wasn't, like, we have to be able to move on from that and be able to say, like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's not exactly the greatest feeling, but knowing that we can still talk about something like that and be okay knowing that. Does that, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it makes me think about, at least. You, you mentioned belonging, which is mm-hmm. a good segue to... This question that our production dramaturg, Yvette Nolan, invited us to, to reflect on. And, and you may not have thoughts at the moment about it, but it's something to reflect on. Um, how are you connected to this land or to the land and to the communities around you? this land is my home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even though I'm not in my own treaty area, we weren't, those lines didn't actually exist for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And so it's weird how I feel like I'm not 
necessarily in my home because I'm in Treaty 6 and I'm from Treaty 4. But it is all ours, you mm -hmm. know, um, and that is one of the core things that Treaty damaged. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Going back to that conversation around the divides and the the lines that were put in, in place that that broke us apart. The, those weren't a thing. The prairies were an area. It was a whole area. And so for me, the land, you know, is a living and breathing energy that is mine. It is ours. And it's been stolen. I'll say it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as controversial as that is. Um, you know, I think this this play definitely touches on that when it talks about, you know, this misconception that our ancestors were duped mm -hmm. through treaty. Oh, that we traded all this land for medical. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to quote Christy Belcourt on this mm -hmm. one, who says, who would ever agree to give up all of it? Mm -hmm. They never agreed to this. It's a lie, a lie that Canada tells to justify this, the, the theft. Yeah. Mm. Um, like, I think we occupy like 1% of yeah, Canada. 1%. Like, we never agreed mm -hmm. to, we agreed to share mm -hmm. the land. Mm -hmm. And from an Indigenous side, that was what was happening with those treaties. That was what we were agreeing to do. We were not agreeing to give it all up. But, and I don't know if people know this, but like Treaty 6 was signed in like, I forget which month, June or something of 1867. Mm -hmm. The Indian Act came into play like two or three months later. Mm -hmm. They didn't just go and write that. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was already in the back of their pockets. That It was ready to go. Mm -hmm. They knew that they had to get those treaties signed so they could implement that Indian Act. We went in with, I think, pure hearts. We were forced, but we were trying to do our best. And they were really smart to think about medical, mm -hmm. education, you know, um, mm -hmm our ability to live on the land, but it was on the other side that there was some real devious yeah. thinking happening and real devious stuff going on that I, this play touches on it. That's mm -hmm. what I like about it. Mm -hmm. It does go there. Yeah. Um, if it's, it, it's woven throughout yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, I appreciate that, especially when it comes to the misconceptions and the miseducation that has happened, because the, the lie is told. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. lie is what is taught in schools, and it's been taught since almost the beginning. Yeah, over and over again. I, mm -hmm. Yeah, I can think about when I was excited to learn about the pioneers and the settlers in grade four and go and see all these places on our school trips, but they never told us about the residents. But I knew about it. My dad went. My grandpa mm -hmm. went. My aunts mm -hmm. and uncles went. 
every Indigenous person you know knows somebody or went mm-hmm. to residence. They went mm-hmm. to the sanatorium, the Indian hospitals, the foster care mm-hmm. system. They went. And I find mm-hmm. it completely ludicrous that we can say the land was stolen, but then have to back it up by saying, oh, it's controversial. Our truth from our perspective is always controversial because somebody else out there doesn't want to accept it. And that's what this touches on. Yeah, It touches on the topic that needs to be discussed. The fact that it mentions fragility and the discomfort of others because they got so comfortable with our discomfort. They got so comfortable with us not having the land, with us not having our rights, with us taking up space. They didn't even think we needed to take up 1%. They're upset with 1% Mm. of the land we occupy. And I like that this talks about that because the treaty's divided. Even within my own family, we have Mm. Treaty 10, we have Treaty 8, we have Treaty 6 now for my son. We have so many different divisions that I can see it in my own home now. I'm Treaty 8, you're Treaty 10, you're Treaty 6, you're Mm. Treaty 4. It's ridiculous. We're a family. Mm. We're one people. And that's what the treaties took from us. And I think when we think about it, even for myself, what does treaty mean for me? I've said it so many times. It's a really lackluster health care plan. It's a really, like, lackluster education plan. It's like having the worst type of insurance and being told to be happy with it. That's what we have. But people don't see that because they sit on the lie that you're talking about, the lie that they were taught. And it just opens the door to people. If you're willing to have the conversation, we're here, we're ready, and we can talk about it. And it's not about the blame game. It's not about, I'm going to come and live in your house now because that's what equality means. That's not what it means. It, it means, like, we don't have eight pieces of a pie and there's 30 people wanting a piece. That's not what equality means. It means we're going to be treated equally. And that's nothing to be afraid of. And if you are afraid of it, then you kind of have to check your privilege. And that's what I like about yeah. this. Because it talks about it. It talks about the fragility. It talks about the patriarchy. It talks about everything that we come up against. Because there's a bigger picture involved in it. And yeah, I just, I like what Dominga had to say. It really, it spawned what I have to say. And then there's so much after it that needs to be addressed. And this play is a door opening, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like I said before, allowing people to listen to what's, already being said yeah mm-hmm. yeah makes me proud because who knew at that time that one single letter in the alphabet would be so devastating and that is the x because mm-hmm. we could not mm-hmm. write or anything mm-hmm. so if we were to translate that into now we're like well you signed this ah oh, but they didn't sign all their things they forgot their initials here could you imagine if they're like is this your ex no or you know like mm-hmm. if they were to hold that against us now mm-hmm. like i mean and you're the ones that are trying to like say that you, you wanted to give us education but our education led us to reading all the fine lines and now you're mad that we're questioning it because mm-hmm. we're doing more than just the next now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Hey, pardon my, my ignorance, but as you described, different family members being different treaty, different treaty, six treaty, treaty eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when you need to get, say, some healthcare services or apply for, for this or that for a different family members, are the rules 
like very different for each and the government wants to interact with you each differently? They're specified mm-hmm. by the beginning mm-hmm. three digits of your treaty number. Okay. I'm a 401, so that means I'm registered to Clearwater River. My mm-hmm. son is a 369, I think it is. So each one of your numbers, your 10-digit number you identify with that you carry with everywhere, mm-hmm. that's what specifies you to different regions is okay. that number. So my son's got a different... 10 digit number than I have with my two nieces that mm. I raise mm-hmm. and then my other three children that I raise have d- different 10 digit numbers that classify us in different areas and that's where the division is yeah. so yeah. applying for health coverage or education or anything like that is specific to that number and when you apply the government knows where that is yeah. and where you come from huh. Yeah. And the different treaties the have different, different right, a little bit different yeah. this for this and this. Yeah, yeah. and it was, yeah, I believe, yeah. if I'm correct, I believe it was Treaty 4. When they signed Treaty 4, they were the ones that said every treaty needs medical, needs mm-hmm. the medicine. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe it was Treaty 4. I had an elder when I was working in Alberta tell me that it was the Treaty 4 territory that said, mm-hmm. medicine, we need our medicine. And they implemented that in the rest of the treaties. Okay. But at one point, there wasn't medical yeah and like each one and then that was like as far like well that's as far as you're going to take it we'll add medical we'll add your medicines Mm. and that was kind of yeah as far as it went yeah i really like how you said that we have numbers to identify which place you're from so my my card's expired i have to get a new one so when i apply for different things or when me and my mother apply i don't i can't say that i'm from anywhere anymore Unless I get my card renewed, because I'm Mm. over the age of 16. So now I have an actual card instead of just like the certificate saying, congratulations, you're Métis, whatever. Um, Mm. So I recently applied for some new stuff with my mom. And she was able to put in uh, under her name that she was from this um, this treaty with this number. But I wasn't because I don't I don't have that number. Mm. And that really... Not, like, upset me, but, like, it just really, like, made me realize that, like, now they're going to think that I'm not Indigenous because I don't have my number. Mm. I can't prove that I'm Indigenous because I don't have my number that says I'm a part of this place. Because sometimes all it takes is a plastic card to tell us who we are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That really, like, like, really angered me because it's like, I'm Indigenous, you can't take that away from me. But... According to you, I don't have my number. I don't have my four-digit, my ten-digit code saying I'm a part of this land and my ancestors were born here. Mm. That mm-hmm. really fesses me off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's important. Part of people hear that because, like Jen, the, the script that you wrote, Taken Before Birth, it... It explores a lot of those realities that that mm-hmm. are common experience for folks coming from an indigenous background, but but it's like, yeah, people, like, people don't with, know. Yeah, same with like if you're gonna go get like, um, depending with the treaty or, or reserve that you're assigned to, I shouldn't say assigned, but like a part of, mm-hmm. you can get like different grants for universities, colleges to help some indigenous people out. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that number or that card, you don't qualify for those because you're not indigenous. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But you can't you can't take the indigenous out of the kid. Mm-hmm. You, that's not. They mm-hmm. tried that. Mm-hmm. It did not work. We're coming back, guys. Yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. We're still here. Yeah. We're still indigenous. We're still the same people. I shouldn't say the same. We're a lot more wounded, and we're coming back a lot slower, but we're coming back. And yeah, maybe I don't have my card. Maybe I don't have my four-digit code that says I'm a part of Treaty 6, but I'm a damn part of this treaty, and you can't take that away from me. One of the things with those cards that just really bothers me, and I think... It's a misconception within the non-Indigenous community. They call them treaty cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, no. This is where I'll say, no, no, no. We're all treaty people. I will say it because I'm like, no, no, this is my status card. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a, we yeah. all signed the treaty. You, yeah. you, you should uh, have your the side card. actually yeah. Yeah, benefited yeah. more from treaty yeah. than yeah. we did. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. don't, th- this is a government status that says that I'm allowed to be a part of one half of that treaty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. all that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Your side doesn't have to have cards, though, mm. that say <laughs> right. what your status yeah. is. Yeah. Maybe we you know? Mm-hmm. France cards, to say. Yeah. But it's yeah, like, like they're not treaty cards. Yeah. I'll correct people. Yeah. I do the same, too. <laughs> show me your pretendian card. And I mean, I, I, it's like... It's like Cam said. She's a little younger than the rest of us are, because I'm a little more bold. I walk in with my card that I got when I'm 11 years old and I'll match it with my driver's license and say my status didn't expire. I am still a status Indian yeah. and that's the way it is. So like if you're going to make me jump through hoops to continually prove yeah. that I am, yeah. I've already got so much ID that I need to identify with and carry with me all hours of the day that getting a new status card to prove I'm continually status, it's not up there on my list. Mm, yeah. I already have a driver's license. I already have my health card that has the R on it to say that I am registered. I have the status. The number ain't going anywhere. And my status doesn't expire until, I don't know, I guess it probably should have. The agreement was we leased this land to the other side of the treaty for 150 years, but wasn't passed back to us. So I guess you ain't acknowledging that this treaty's expired, so my status doesn't expire. <laughs> Not you specifically, but you in the larger picture. Just like Canada. Yeah, Canada. Like, I'm currently going, like, why I'm in law school and why I'm, like, I look at treaties and I think they're the biggest way that we can fight back. Mm -hmm. I really do think our ancestors were brilliant with what they were able to negotiate within those. Mm -hmm. And if they're truly honored, things would not be the way that they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're not honored. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Um, and I think from a legal perspective, like it says in there, it is an international law <laughs> and mm-hmm. an agreement that is broken right now mm-hmm. over and over and over all across. How many treaties are there? I think there's 11. And there's more mm-hmm. um, that I think each one can be challenged. Mm -hmm. So I tried to, with this script, I had to go back to like before I knew. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I had to go back. I was like, okay, how did I, what did I used to think about treaties? Mm -hmm. Because right now I think they're like, thank 
God we have treaties. Mm. Because that's the best way I think we can have to fight back. Mm -hmm. I mean, if my dad didn't have his status, I don't think he would be alive just because of all the medicine that he needs. Mm -hmm. I mean, just for one needle that he needs uh, is $180. Mm -hmm. Like when I go mm -hmm. pick up the prescriptions, if he didn't have coverage, it comes up to like $21. Oh, over $2,000, and that's just his. My mom doesn't have that coverage. Mm. Uh, she, they, the doctor had to work out something just so they, we could just still be alive and survive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's rent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's rent. Yeah. And yes. it's like a really good deal mm -hmm. at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. $5. There's a court case. Sorry, I keep talking no, about law. Okay. This is totally. Yeah. I was, I've, I was a court looking case into this one. where Ontario. Mm -hmm. It'll be probably going to the Supreme Court this year, where the Ontario Sup Supreme Court has ruled that treaty annuity payments are not can't be stagnant at five dollars. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. They need to be adjusted for. Inflation, <laughs> you know, like, like they like to say, well, no, 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 it has to stay where it was. What was, what was there? You know, that's yeah. the argument, mm -hmm. and but it's if, like, no, right? like that's, that's not that's, that's not even close to what is owed to yeah. Indigenous yeah. people yeah. for yeah. the britches that have and it, happened for yeah. the settler. Community. Yeah. I'm just like I'm like just totally agreeing with you. I'm like yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I know. I'm really watching that case, yeah. right? See, and that's how I look at treaties. I'm like they were able to take that and use it to fight back. Because thank goodness there was some sort of written agreements mm -hmm. yeah. that we can hold people accountable for. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> it's, worth, it's worth just saying for those who are listening to know that Dominga, you. Are not just you don't you're not just knowledgeable you're studying law right now just so that people yeah know that. yeah I'm yeah. a I'm a law student right now and so I've gone back to try to learn how I can fight yeah for treaty rights yeah. how I can mm -hmm. fight to get our land back how we can fight to protect the water like you said they were brilliant get educated you know like fight them on their level mm -hmm. like I said my sister and my aunt have their masters now you know like. There's so many more educated Indigenous people and we're on the same level now. Like, you can't come to us and and dupe us as easily as you had done before. There was so much miscommunication when there was so much language barrier, so much translation mishaps, so much this and that. Well, now, like, you've taken our languages... Not all of them. Some of them are coming back, but we can sit here now and have these conversations with you, and I understand what you're saying, and you understand what I'm saying, so there's no twisting. There's no turning. There's no misconceptions about what you're after or what I'm after, and there's nothing left that can't be discussed and that we can't figure out. Mm. Like you said, we can get our like our land back. You know, things like that. And, and I think that has been spun to instill fear land back doesn't mean i'm gonna take your house and your mortgage is now my mortgage but it means <laughs> acknowledging that it's ours and acknowledging that we share it so we aren't just taking up one percent of this country hmm. it means that we have equal opportunities to own land buy land you know like 
expand yeah. what treaty land means because treaty the treaty territories look very very good they look a, really really accommodating it looks like our treaty land gives us so much but treaty land in Saskatchewan if you look at the treaties it's spawn it, it's it's spans from border to border in Saskatchewan treaty 6 treaty 8 treaty 4 treaty this treaty that but in Saskatchewan, I think Indigenous treaty land only makes up 2% of this province. So really, the treaties, it's like it said, it's to make up for the fragility of everything else. Because it looks very, very good when you look at a map and Treaty 6 is from this border to that border. Or Treaty 8 is from, ooh, it goes all the way into Alberta. You know, all these little things, these little mm -hmm. tricks. But That's what, what they what were. What percentage are reserves or are owned by indigenous two percent of yeah. saskatchewan is reserve land is status land mm -hmm. so that's what it means like and we don't even own that the right we, we, yeah we don't own that land. i yeah. i can't it's own a house been, yeah, yeah. i can't own a house on reserve yeah. i can't put a business on reserve without having pre-approval from the government and yeah. like what's allocated land for that like it's yeah. all it's just like i said it's a dupe it's a dupe yeah, yeah. You can't own your house in the reserve. You can't ensure that it's passed down into your family. Mm -hmm. If you build a house on the reserve land, that's federal. That's a federal house now. Even if you've put your your life savings into it. That's what went mm -hmm. on with my family. That mm -hmm. We have a reserve house that my parents built. It's a reserve house. At the end of the day, mm -hmm. if my sister's not there or I'm not there or my mom's not there... That's a reserve house. It can be taken back from us by the reserve, by the federal government, by everybody else. We could never own that house. We could never sell that house. We could never profit from that house. You can't use it for equity. You can't, yeah. You can't use to it for like equity. To try to get loans, to try to do mm -hmm. anything different. Like they really have done, this was, done a number. This was news to me a year ago reading 21 Things You May Not Know About the Indian Act by Bob mm -hmm. Joseph. And mm -hmm. I, I can't believe it. I had to look up the references. Like, what? Are you serious? You can't. You can't own the the land. It's mm -mm. yeah. no. crazy. Or even, hey? the, or even the house. Even the or house. Even the house. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even. I didn't realize it. Yeah, that's what ended my second yeah. relationship. I didn't know it at the time. He said, "You know, like I have to move back home, otherwise, or we'd lose the house." Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah, like he's just like I. I can't lose that house. Hmm. So it was moved far away, and that's. Respected that, but that's what the reality is. That's infuriating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's all like because of. I I don't say it's because of the treaties. I think it's the Indian Act, yeah. but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those two go hand in hand. hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can't separate them mm -hmm. like they like to try to. You can't mm -hmm. there because it was, the treaties were signed with the intention of implementing the Indian Act as soon as they could mm -hmm. and dealing with the Indian problem that John A. MacDonald had, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that was the problem, was that they legally couldn't do those things until treaties were signed. Yeah. It's gross. Mm -hmm. Sorry, it is. It and is. I mean, I think that the education, I'm glad, I hope that this is listened to by, you know, Indigenous and non-Indigenous people, because I've heard things like, I don't believe in the treaties, 
the trees, we, it was a, we got you. We got you. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. <laughs> you know, and it's like, we, we tricked you. That's it. Mm-hmm. But we're not going back. You can't mm-hmm. go back. And I think you can. <laughs> I think you can, <laughs> you know. Um, and I think that that needs to, that kind of thinking needs to change. You know, I understand why in Saskatchewan it's terrifying because all of the economy, the entire economy is based off of the land. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the places Mm -hmm. in the prairies where that's the biggest threat because that's the the money, Mm -hmm. mining, the oil, the farming. Mm -hmm. How many times does it say farming in that script of gave it up to the farmers? You know, um, for some medical. Mm-hmm. And we never did. Yeah. <laughs> we never, we never did. did. Yeah. It was stolen yeah. through the Indian Act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then and then the farmland that they did give to us was wasn't mm-hmm. what we could farm and then we were given tools that were so ancient we couldn't keep up, you know, like yeah, mm-hmm. or was, when we yeah. would, they would like yeah. come and have no, the Indian agent come in and like be like, Oh, it. you can't do that anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're doing better than us. You're not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. It is this the history is just atrocious. Yeah, that's why you won't but, see us on Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go on Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> you probably own them all. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to cut this off because this is a really important conversation. But it's late, and mm-hmm. I, I yeah. uh, just want to say thank you to each of you for your what you've brought to this to this play and, and to this conversation. We Treaty People is a production of Burnt Thicket Theatre. Support our work with a donation and learn more about the artists at burntthicket.com. And check out our website or the episode description for links to other great learning resources. Special thanks go to the Canada Council for making this project possible. And to our season sponsors, Shercom Industries and SK Arts. This work was gratefully created on Treaty 6 territory and on the homeland of the Métis. Join us next time for another audio drama episode of We Treaty People. <laughs>